our last study in the home groups had to do with evangelism. And uh, so I'm going to continue on that theme this evening and use one of the scriptures that was mentioned in, in the study. So we're in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and we'll begin reading with verse 17. <clears throat> Therefore, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things passed away. Behold, new things have come. Now all these things are from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, namely, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and he has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were entreating through us, we beg you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. He made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. And working together with him, we also urge you not to receive the grace of God in vain. So the subject tonight is being an ambassador for Christ. Now, this is something that I've spoken on before, um, quite a few years ago, and uh, some of this will be uh, similar to what I've said, and other uh, there will be some other things here that have been added. But it is a tremendous subject, a wonderful thought to realize that <clears throat> this wasn't just Paul or Timothy. Or it's not just for ministers. It's for all of us. We are ambassadors. And we're ambassadors for Christ. So we want to just think about that subject a little bit this evening. Let's pray once again before we go on. Father, help us now by thy spirit. We want to understand this better. And not just understand it, but live it. Help us, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. One of the ways of viewing why God has left us here on earth as Christians is that he wants us to be his ambassadors. And so if we're going to understand that, it's good to just think about what an ambassador is. And I want to give some, I'm going to read some quotes and things this evening from various sources, not necessarily Christian, because the idea of an ambassador isn't necessarily a Christian concept. It is when you're talking about being an ambassador for Christ. But uh, the, the idea of an ambassador is just uh, something that uh, is common in this world of diplomatic relationships of nations around the world. So the dictionary definition uh, of an ambassador is a diplomatic agent of the highest rank who is sent by the head of state to serve as his personal representative in a foreign country. 
Now there's a lot of things there, you know, if you apply it. Uh, let me just say that uh, you're a personal representative. Isn't that incredible? You're a personal representative of Christ in a foreign country. We need to remember that. That's, that's what we're called to. Uh, the Encyclopedia Americana lists two major functions. I thought this was interesting. First of all, the ambassador is responsible for a continuous reporting of the situation in the foreign land. So you report back to the home country what's going on in the foreign land. That's prayer. All right. The other thing it says, a skillful representation of his government's position. A skillful representation of your government's position. That's the proclamation of the gospel. At least that's part of what that means. So it's a, it's a wonderful picture here, a wonderful, a wonderful example that Paul chooses to tell us part of what it means to be a Christian. You're an ambassador for Christ. Um, I have one more source here. And again, uh, this is not necessarily a Christian source, but these are just uh, ways of explaining what an ambassador is or what he does. He is a representative of another culture. I like that. We're, we are representatives of another culture. Plunked down into this culture, but we're representatives of another culture, another way of life. In this capacity, he does not give his own opinions, but it advances the positions of his home country. He functions as a servant or steward, representing his country faithfully. As such, he practices hospitality. Ambassador will have, you know, people from the country he's sent to into, the, into his home. Uh, he practices hospitality, courtesy, and graciousness. But let me just emphasize here that first thing. A representative, you're a representative. We are, as Christ's ambassadors, we're representative of another culture. We're representative of another kingdom. When we talk about the gospel, it's the gospel of the kingdom of God. Jesus spoke of the gospel of the kingdom. And we are representing a, a whole different realm. We, we need to think of ourselves like this. We've been translated out of the kingdom of darkness, put into the kingdom of his dear son. It's a whole different realm. It's a whole different kingdom. And we are ambassadors of that kingdom. And people ought to... Uh, recognize that we're different because we're from a different land. You see what I'm saying? It's, it's, a, it's a concept that's loaded with meaning in terms of our position here on earth. We're part of, part of God's new kingdom. We're new creatures. That's, what, he, that's uh, what we read here. Therefore, if any man is in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things passed away. Behold, new things have come. We're, 
were new creatures amongst people who haven't been changed yet and aren't part of that kingdom yet. And we're, gonna, we're, we're here to represent that new kingdom and, and let them see something. And this is, you know, this is the part that really gets down to uh, walking with Christ. They should see something of what that kingdom's like and something of what the king's like by looking at the ambassador. Hearing what the ambassador has to say and seeing how the ambassador lives. So, just uh, a few thoughts there to begin with. Now, as citizens of a heavenly kingdom, we are Christ's ambassadors in a foreign land. We represent our king and his kingdom. And again, you know, when we think of the gospel, a lot of times we think in terms of of individuals becoming Christians and then uh, being made right with God, eventually going to heaven. But we are proclaiming a kingdom. We're proclaiming a king, we have a, a king, and we are proclaiming and showing forth that there's a whole different kingdom that's been set up here on earth, and God's made us part of it. Uh, well, let me point out a few other interesting things concerning this way of viewing the Christian life. The word ambassador here in this section comes from a Greek word, which is a word where we get the word uh, Presbyterian. It means elder or older. So I think part of the thought here is that that um, this position of an ambassador is usually given to someone who's uh, a little more experienced in terms of their walk. But, you know, we all... When we, when we enter the kingdom, we automatically become an ambassador. But the question is, how do we really represent the kingdom? That's really the question. Uh, another point is that this position is a position that's given to you. You don't, it's not one to get, you know, you're not elected. The, the the king just the king or the president just appoints you as an ambassador. Uh, so it's not an office you run for or try to get elected. Um, it's a, a great privilege to be appointed an ambassador. Uh, people uh, usually that, uh, at least in many cases, people have. Uh, because of their connection with the president and their support of president or king or their support of the president or king or whoever's the ruling authority, get put in this position. So it's a privilege, it's an honor, it's a responsibility to be appointed to that position. You are the ruler's mouthpiece in that country, in that foreign land that you're sent to. In fact, it's such an important position that the treatment that's afforded to the ambassador 
is considered to be the attitude toward the sovereign himself. How they treat you is considered as an ambassador, is considered that country's position towards the king himself. Now here's a quote. An ambassador represents his government also in all its dignity. To scorn an ambassador or to mistreat him is to scorn and to mistreat the government which sent him. That should bring some scriptures to mind. Uh, To send him away is to break off relations with the government and the ruler whom he represents. So you think, for instance, of uh, Saul before he was converted. He mistreated the ambassadors of Christ. Stephen, for instance. And Jesus, when he appears to Saul, says this, Saul, why are you persecuting me? See, to, to mistreat the ambassador the way Saul did to Stephen is to mistreat Christ himself. Maybe even more amazing is what Jesus said in John twenty twenty three. If you forgive the sins of any, their sins have been forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they have been retained. That's an incredible thing to think about in terms of our position in Christ as his ambassadors. Again, we're his mouthpiece here on earth. Um, what Paul, how Paul puts it here in this section that we read is that he has given us the ministry of reconciliation. In fact, he uses that word, I don't know, four or five times in this little section. Now, all these things are from God who reconciled us to himself. So there, he reconciled us to him through Christ. He gave us the ministry of reconciliation, namely that God was, was in Christ reconciling world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them. And he has committed to us the word of reconciliation. So he just says it over and over again. This is what... This is what we're all about, you see, here as his ambassadors, with this, given this ministry of reconciliation. He says it one more time. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were entreating through us. We beg you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. Be reconciled to God. So what is this ministry of reconciliation? Well, I think it's the gospel. I think it's just another way of saying he's given us the ministry of the gospel. And one place you can see that is in Ephesians chapter 6. Let's turn to Ephesians 6. Paul is asking for prayer, and he says this in 619. And pray on my behalf that utterance may be given to me in the opening of my mouth to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in change. You see, he's an ambassador of the gospel. Now, it got him in trouble. He's in change, he says. But nevertheless, you see the association. The gospel, he's... He wants to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel for which he is an ambassador. 
this, this ministry of reconciliation is the gospel. So, I'm, while we're in, if you're still there in Ephesians, let me just point out, we'll get, I want to go into some of the traits of, of an ambassador, but one is very clear right here, and it's what Paul is asking for prayer for, to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel. If you're going to be an ambassador in a foreign land, you're going to need some boldness. And he says, he asked for prayer for that, that he might make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel. And he, he, he says it again, For which I am ambassador in chains, that in proclaiming it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Now, you know, when you think of the ambassador... Uh, a situation where an ambassador would be uh, here in the uh, in the world, if we think of a, a United States ambassador, there's some countries you could get sent to. It wouldn't you wouldn't maybe need very much boldness. Maybe if you were the ambassador to Great Britain or Canada or something. But there's some other nations that if you're going to be the ambassador, you're going to need some boldness. It's not. It's not going to be a vacation. Just, you know, you're not sent to the foreign land as a pleasure trip. You're sent there to do business in, for your country and to be a witness of the kingdom that you're sent from. So, uh, anyway, the situation is the, the foreign land that we're sent to there are definitely occasions where you're going to need boldness if you're going to be an ambassador for Christ. Well, it's a privilege and a responsibility to have that uh, position given to you. What you're doing is actually, I had one source put it this way, um, an ambassador is one who stands between two parties, the sovereign being represented, the sovereign you represent is God. The foreign subject is the world, and you're sent between those two with a message to communicate. And, of course, that message is the gospel. The gospel, and again, I emphasize the gospel of the kingdom because so much of our message has to do with the wonders and glories of, how, of the king we serve and the wonder of being in the kingdom that this king has set up. So we are sent from the sovereign to the, the foreign land with this message. Um, well, what I want to do here is... I mentioned boldness, but there's a number of other qualifications that are important for an ambassador. Now, really, what we're talking about here is just being a witness for Christ. We're talking about some of the things we t talked about in the home study last week. So I want you to think with me here about some of the qualifications for an ambassador. Now, I'm, I want to give a few, but I want to open it up. 
to to some interaction here because there's a lot of things that could be mentioned. Actually, I think I've got about 15 here, and I'm not going to mention all these because I want you to to think and tell me. But the first one is is an obvious one that you might not think of, <clears throat> and so I. I'll certainly get us started with this one. You got to be a citizen. You got to be a citizen of the kingdom. Uh, if you're going to be an, an American ambassador to some other country, first of all, you got to be an American. If you're going to be an ambassador for Christ, you're going to have to be a Christian, right? I mean, this, that's the, that is the bottom line qualification right there. So that's one. The other, uh, another would be you, you have to have some understanding of what the king is like, uh, his policies, his proposals, his principles, how, what kind of government uh, he's set up. And so just in, uh, some personal knowledge of what the king's like and the kingdom that you represent. Okay, so there's two. Now, help me. Give me some others. Let me put it this way. If you were the king and you were going to pick an ambassador... What would you look for? What qualities, what characteristics uh, in a person would you look for? What was that? All right. All right. Sobriety. Yeah, you don't want him over there just goofing off in the other land. That's a good one. Thankfulness. Thankful that you're part of the kingdom that you represent. That would, I think that would come across uh, pretty clearly to people. If you really liked and appreciated and were thankful for being made an ambassador and being part of the country that uh, you represent. Jill. Articulate. All right, yeah, you want to be able to talk with the people that you go to. Now, if we're talking about... You know, if we're talking about a missionary as an ambassador, they're going to have to learn the language that, for instance, if John Dees is in Bangladesh, he's going to really uh, be an ambassador for Christ there. He's going to have to learn the language. But what about, does that fit for us here? How does that fit? It does. Right. You know, you got to know a little bit about the people that you're trying to talk to. You got to have some sense of where they're coming from, so that you can interact with them. Um, you need to speak their language, and I guess you could say it this way too: if you go to a person that's um, not knowledgeable of Christian terminology and you start trying to unload a bunch of Christian terminology on them, uh, you're probably not going to 
communicate. You're probably not really uh, being an ambassador for Christ, even though you might be using words that are well known in your kingdom. They're not very well known over there. So you're going to have to get down to the level that they can understand or you're not going to represent your kingdom very well. Some more. You have to have a message, that's for sure. Yeah. Right, you're not right, you're not sent to go over and give your opinions about things. You're sent to be a representative of what the king or the leader has said. Faithfulness and what else? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Just you know, you you're gonna look for somebody who you think will really carry out the things that uh, um, you've sent him for. I think faithfulness, loyalty, kind of would be right along those same lines. Um, someone you can trust, and someone who's willing to set aside their own personal interest and carry, carry you know, what you want uh, said. And I think even in terms of setting aside your own personal interests has to do with uh, being concerned for the people that you're sent to, the, the, the country that you're sent to, that they would see uh, something of the true nature of the kingdom that you represent. Someone else. Okay, being a good steward of of whatever you're sent with. Yeah. Your life should uh, line up with the message that you're delivering. There's a good one. Yeah. Um, if you're going to represent the kingdom properly, you're going to have to. Uh, live as that kingdom dictates even if you're in the foreign land. Uh, so your character in terms of, of uh, living in a way that shows forth the, the kingdom, uh, the nature of the kingdom that you represent. I have down here uh, courtesy, kindness, Having a cool head. <laughs> you don't, in other words, you don't get all flustered when things get uh, difficult. You don't want somebody that's going to panic when things get hard. Now, it doesn't mean, you know, we talked about boldness. That doesn't mean that there's never any fear. Uh, in fact, Paul talks about entering into some situations with fear and trembling. But it does mean that uh, you don't panic. You know, you cast those fears upon the Lord and get strength to rightly represent uh, the kingdom. Someone else. A desire to help the people. Right. right. A real desire for the people that you're sent to. Desire to see, to see them see how wonderful 
this kingdom is that, that you've been brought to and how wonderful the king is. I'm just looking down my list here to see if... Uh, willing to learn the culture and ways of the other country so as not to needlessly offend. That's, that's a, a good one. So as not to needlessly offend. Um, and I think the word needlessly is kind of important there because the, the, the kingdom that we represent and the king that we represent is offensive to selfish, sinful people. So there's going to be an offense, but you don't want to add anything to that by being offensive yourself. By that, you know, uh, any kind of an arrogant attitude. You go to a country with an arrogant attitude, uh, you're just going to turn people off to your home country. That's, that's the, what used to be called the ugly American uh, you go over there and think everybody is lower than you and look down on people where well, you're not going to have the, the effect, the proper effect upon that country you're sent to. Uh, Paul, uh, I thought this was kind of a unique way of putting it. He said, this one person said, the Apostle Paul was perhaps one of the most skillful diplomats the world has ever seen. Uh, and then they quotes First uh, Corinthians ten thirty two and thirty three, give no offense either to the Jew or to the Greek, or to the Church of God, just as I also please all men in all things, not seeking my own profit, but the profit of many, that they may be saved. So an attitude of not giving any offense needlessly. Again, the gospel is offensive to selfish and self-righteous people, but we don't add any offense to that through any kind of a superior attitude or, or putting in our opinions, uh, man-made rules and all that kind of stuff that can add offense to the gospel, which you, that's, all that's going to do is lessen the effect of you as an ambassador. Anyone else? What was that one? Shrewd? Well, yeah, I think there should be a certain shrewdness there. Wise as serpent, harmless as doves. How about humility? Well, we kind of hit on that, haven't we? Humility is, I think, a, a good uh, trait for an ambassador. Not being arrogant, of course. Um... Let me just read a few other ones here that are, that are um, I think, things to remember. Uh, have we said patient? Have we mentioned that? I think that's a good one. Uh, not quarrelsome, in other words. You don't want to you don't want to send a hothead over to another land. Uh, one who's willing to listen, try to understand what the other person's saying. Uh, you know, patient. Actually, in many ways, the, uh, many of the qualifications for uh, an elder or a deacon are the same things that we, you would look for in an ambassador. Uh, 
um, honesty. An ambassador is careful with the facts and will not misrepresent another's view, will not overstate his own case or understate the demands of the gospel. Just being real and honest is an important thing uh, for an ambassador. Uh, seeks to really understand the other's position and doesn't misrepresent what they say to win an argument. So, an honesty and a, uh, just a being real, attractive. Now, that doesn't necessarily, I don't think that means attractive in the sense of you have to be good looking. We probably have some pretty uh, non good looking ambassadors around the world. But uh, attractive in the sense of gracious and kind. You don't, I guess that one's already mentioned, you don't dishonor Christ through your conduct. And dependent. Well, an ambassador is one who is totally dependent. See, you're not sent over there in your own strength, but you represent and have the authority of the nation that sent you. So you're, you're, you know, it's not me being able to take on the situation. It's the fact that I'm sent by one that uh, can can take care of me. And uh, we're dependent upon the power of God. Well, those are a few anyway. Let's see here. Got to... I think we've we've hit on most of these one way or another. There should be a a, a dignity. A, there's a sobriety. I think Ryan said seriousness. An ambassador. Here's another quote. An ambassador is supposed to. The ambassador is supposed to personate the authority he represents. An ambassador is one who represents his sovereign or nation in a foreign country and who has all the authority and power of his own state behind him. So um, that's good to remember, isn't it? That we're not here in this position in our own strength. Now, one difference, I'm, gonna, I'm about ready to close here, but one difference uh, is that in the world situation as it is, when one nation declares war against another, they pull their ambassador out. You don't leave your ambassador there in a conflict. But that's not quite the way it is as an ambassador of Christ because we were actually sent into the conflict. Now, I guess if you were... You could... If you were a pre-trib rapture person, you could use use that idea that God's going to pull you out uh, when the war starts, but the war's already started and he hadn't pulled you out. So, uh, it's... Uh, 
this is one one area that doesn't fit the way that the world handles the ambassador thing. Well, we have good news to carry concerning an entirely new creation, a new kingdom. We have good news to carry about a, a wonderful king and a wonderful country that people can be part of. And we have this ministry of reconciliation that Paul talks about here. And so we need to make sure we're familiar with the kingdom, uh, familiar enough to tell people about it in terms of making it clear. And we need to remember that the basis of reconciliation is what Christ has done for us in his life and death and resurrection. You see that in verse 21, a very clear statement of this way of reconciliation that God has made. He made him, God made Christ, who knew no sin, to be sin on our behalf, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. We are given his righteousness. He takes our sin. And we are brought in to a new kingdom, a new relationship. We're new creatures in Christ. And we, we take that message then out as ambassadors, take that message to the world. Namely, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them. And he's committed to us the word of reconciliation. So we need to always remember we're Christ's ambassadors. We don't, you know, you don't, if you're sent as an ambassador, you're not an ambassador part of the time while you're there. And then some of the time you're just there on on vacation. When you're sent as an ambassador, all the time that you're there, you're an ambassador. So we're Christ ambassadors representing and promoting his kingdom in a foreign land. Well, let's pray. Father, we count it as a great privilege and responsibility to be in this position of being an ambassador for Christ. And uh, we, myself especially, acknowledge our uh, great need of help in this. We want to rightly represent our King and your kingdom. We ask for your Holy Spirit. We know that surely the fruit of the Spirit are vital qualities uh, to be an ambassador. Just think of what we shared here earlier about the importance of love and uh, how Paul 
said in this section earlier that the love of Christ controls us. Help us, Father. Make that more and more reality for each one of us here. We're, we're thankful for this ministry of reconciliation and uh, we want to be able to um, be used as those who can tell others about this wonderful way of being reconciled to God. Help us by thy spirit in the days to come, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.